Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Draymond dishes to Jermichael Green to Clay Thompson, who hits a three on the left side. Next call time. Tom Thibodeau not happy with R.J. Barrett. 18 for Clay. 103.90 Warriors. 103.90 at that point. 111-101 is the final. Warriors beat the Knicks. Clay Thompson. 18 points en route to a 20-point game, and the Warriors continue to have things figured out on the home floor as Golden State improves to 7-1 and one on the Chase Center Hardwood. Welcome inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you tonight on a Friday night, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number, as always, to participate in the program and we'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from downstairs in the Warriors locker room, Jamichael Green meeting with the media, among others. And the Warriors, uh, a lot to like tonight, beginning really with Clay Thompson. And the fact that, you know, I was talking with Steiny on our Warriors weekly podcast, which you can check out uh, for 95.7 The Game as well as uh, all of our shows here and Warriors wrap-up. But I was talking to Steiny on the on the podcast, and I said, how come Clay Thompson can't just have a 7-for-15 type of a game? How, how come he can't just stop taking as many bad shots, look to get the ball moving, and often it's going to find its way back to Clay for a better shot that he may knock down a little bit more consistently. And, and wouldn't you know, Clay Thompson came out tonight, and he was hot early. It was a, a hot and cold kind of a game for Clay Thompson. He had eight quick points on, on three of four, but it felt like the forces among the 16 shots that he took tonight were maybe two, maybe two, maybe three, one, maybe two, something along those lines. And he, along with the Warriors, really made a concerted effort in this game tonight 
to make the extra pass. If if someone was collapsing on a shooter, they were trying to to drive it and kick it around the horn and really create some disadvantages for the defense and and the ball was humming and zipping around and you look up and it's 32 assists on the night for the Warriors. That's one of the tells on 41 field goals made as to if the Warriors are are playing warrior-like basketball. Also, uh, the defense better tonight and it's been a little bit hit or miss. They played pretty good defense against San Antonio, a team that that doesn't always score the basketball at a high level. They played pretty good defensively against Cleveland in this building, what was that, a week ago tonight. And they've had some better defensive stretches. The second half of the game, uh, I guess it would have been the second matchup of the three against the Kings back here at Chase Center uh, in early November. Second half of that game after the Kings kind of got off, they did a much better job defensively. So the defense is coming around. It was still pretty bad for the most part, the game in, in Sacramento. It was atrocious the other night in Phoenix. So it has been hit or miss. But tonight you could tell that, that the Warriors really wanted to come out and set the tone that they were going to defend at a high level and that they were going to move the basketball and that they were going to take good shots. And, and all of those things were going to work hand in hand, and they were going to keep the Knicks off balance. And they're the better team if they do those things. And the Warriors were able to, to build what was a 22-point lead that the Knicks got down to 10 at one point. The Warriors pushed it back up to 20. They did get it down to 8, but then the Warriors ultimately uh, pushed it back out to where this game was never truly in danger, even though it did at times, I think, in large part because of the free-throw shooting You look at the fact that the Knicks went to the free throw line 34 times and made 32 out of 34. Uh, That was a 21-point advantage at the free throw line. That that was the only reason that the Warriors didn't win this game by 30 tonight, really. I I thought they played uh, at times that well, and the Knicks really – other than their ability to get to the line for the most part, played played that poorly, uh, a team in game three of, of a road trip where they had already won the first two in tough environments in, in Salt Lake City and Denver. So 8 at 8 six players for the Warriors in double figures in this one, led by Steph and Curry, who else? 24 points for Steph, and he continues to dominate in really every area controlling the game, and and he really made a point to get the ball zipping around early. Ten assists for Steph, six boards, and he was just really running the show for the Warriors and and got his in terms of shooting and scoring the basketball more as the game went on. It reminded me a little bit, to be honest, of of some of those games where uh, I remember watching these as a kid where it would be Jordan and the Bulls, and it was one of these games where, oh, Jordan's coming out trying to get his teammates involved tonight. Jordan's not necessarily going to come out and try to score 50 tonight. He's trying to get his teammates involved. He knows he can get his when he needs to, and I thought that was the kind of game that that Steph Curry played. Jamichael Green, solid in this one, settling in as the backup five and settling in as a piece off the Warriors' bench that they really need for for stability. He and Dante DiVincenzo, I feel, and Jordan Poole, they are the bridge. They are the glue to this thing between the championship core and the young players. And Jermichael Green right now, because the Warriors are getting so little out of the the draft picks, the first-round picks from, from these last couple of years, 
he has to be able to play and play effectively. So two out of the last three games, again, Phoenix, not so hot for Jermichael Green, but two out of the last three games, Jermichael Green has been a, a positive player. I thought the Warriors were more connected tonight. I thought they were more competitive tonight. I, I thought you know, when you had Steve Kerr questioning the, the team, really, their, their commitment uh, after the game Wednesday in Phoenix, to questioning whether they maybe got down a little bit too quickly and, and, and weren't fighting hard enough. I, I thought that was different tonight. And you have to bring that level against a Knicks team that typically coached by Tom Thibodeau will will demand that his teams put that imprint on a game. So the Warriors, I think, were a little ticked off uh, about the way things went in Phoenix the other night. And I think maybe some things festered to where the air needed to be cleared because Jamichael Green, and we'll hear this coming up later here on Warriors Wrap-Up, Jamichael Green said, and I'll quote this part of it, that the Warriors had a team meeting today where elephants in the room were addressed. So you can imagine what the elephants in the room were for the Warriors. Hey, come out, let's play our tails off on defense. Hey, Clay, quit taking every single shot and move the rock and look to pass and don't think that you have to shoot yourself out of a slump every time you touch the basketball. Uh, let's get a little bit more committed again, defensively and and physically, uh, those were among a couple of things, I think, uh, that that were probably addressed among the elephants in the room to where the Warriors appeared to play. They just seemed to play a little edgier tonight, a little more more energy tonight, a little more grind to their game tonight. Uh, 888-957-9570. The question now becomes, can it translate on the road? Can it translate to where the Warriors still have not won a single game? And that is on the road. They'll be in Houston going at it against the Rockets coming up on Sunday afternoon. The game, of course, you can hear right here on 95.7 the game. But you look around the NBA standings right now, and it's ugly for the Rockets. The Rockets are tied with the Pistons for the worst record in the NBA at 3-13. and But here's the one thing we know. The Warriors have already lost to the Pistons. And so don't think that the Rockets, and the Rockets in stretches last year played the Warriors pretty tough with their young athleticism attacking, trying to get in the passing lanes and get steals, trying to attack and, and get to the rim. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking at right now the three worst teams in the NBA record-wise. Detroit at 3-13, and Houston at 3-13, and Charlotte at 4-13, and and Charlotte and, and Detroit beat the Warriors when the Warriors were playing in their buildings already this year. So you can't take any of these games for granted by any stretch of the imagination. Hat tip to Anthony Slater of The Athletic who did the math on this. I did want to mention it as far as the point differential goes. We all know the record, 7-1 and one home, 0-8 oh away, but... The Warriors are a plus 82 at home and a minus 85 away. So there, there you go. Uh, seven and nine overall, that, that is good enough now to get the Warriors up to 11th. And, and hey, the Warriors are creeping up in the Western Conference. Uh, only three and a half games out of the top spot, even though they currently sit in 11th at the close of business tonight. Only a half game behind Minnesota for play-in tournament uh, ability at, at this point. 
right now, uh, Portland and Utah continue to be surprise leaders atop the Western Conference. So 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text, uh, as did the 415. JD, Warriors crashed the boards tonight. When's the last time? The Warriors won a rebound battle, a pleasant change. And that was a key that I talked about on Warriors Live at at 6 o'clock here on 95.7 The Game, the fact that second chance points and rebounding, those are two things that the Knicks do really well. And you, you had to be able to mitigate some of that. And look, the Knicks still had 40 points in the paint, but they averaged 56. So they held them 16 points beneath their average, and the Warriors did win the rebounding battle, out-rebounding the Knicks 51-45. to I think a big part of that, though, is you hold the Knicks to 34% shooting, and one area our Warriors' advantage before the game, three-point shooting, and shooting in general, but three-point shooting, Knicks near the bottom, Warriors in the top third of the NBA, and the Warriors able to hit 18 threes. You hit 18 threes, you're probably going to be pretty comfortable in a game, uh, but the Knicks only with nine, and that is really the difference between the two teams. Free throws, as I alluded to earlier, the, the only reason, and yeah, the Warriors were 11 of 20 tonight, which is also bad. Uh, how about Steph Curry from the free throw line? Strange, a one of three for, for Steph Curry at, at the foul line in, in this one tonight. But you run through it, and yeah, the the 11 of 20 is not great. The 32 of 34 for the Knicks is, is not great. But and and that is why the Knicks were kind of hanging around in the in the ten to fifteen point range for a good chunk of the night. But I think the Warriors addressed many of their elephants in the room tonight, and you know, maybe there are one or two that we don't know about that are going to get reported on between now and and let's say the next couple of days here. But you you bet you're behind that one of the elephants in the room that was addressed was the, was the play of Clay Thompson one and the shot selection more specifically of Clay Thompson two and the defense needing to pick it up in a, in a big time way uh, as well so a couple of more text messages Xfinity mobile text line it is Warriors wrap up with John Dickinson on 95.7 the game as the Warriors beat the Knicks tonight here inside Chase Center 111 to 101 uh, the 510 making the point the bench did not blow leads this bad uh, as badly uh, this time and yeah the Warriors played even I thought more in in some of the bench uh, minutes there. Uh, Kaminga was rebounding tonight. I thought it was a good Kaminga energy game uh, tonight. I was a little bit surprised that he didn't get second half minutes. Uh, you know, and Anthony Lamb, well, he didn't have a great game on the stat sheet tonight. And look, Kaminga was 0 for 2, and Lamb was 0 for 3. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, but Lamb did have a couple of steals, as did Kaminga. Kaminga had five rebounds. Uh, I, I thought it was a good a good energy game for Kaminga and it would have been worthy of him maybe getting some second half minutes. That isn't always the case, but it just goes to show right now that Steve Kerr doesn't want to risk it. He doesn't want to risk it at all right now. Uh, in any kind of poor play or, or stretch from a young player to where it can flip a game and put the Warriors in a position where, where they're really having to fight and scratch and claw. And there were moments tonight. Like let's, let's be honest. There were moments tonight where you thought, oh man, like the Warriors have kind of dominated this game, and they they, they still can't shake the Knicks. And if it really did get to where it was a, a one or a two possession game, you thought, man, there there could be 
potentially a little bit of trouble. And, and you look at what the Knicks have been able to do, already winning a game at Denver late, already winning a game at Utah late. Would it be another one of those type of, of scenarios tonight? But the Warriors are able to, to really tamp that down in, in just about all of the key junctures uh, tonight. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. Let's go ahead and hear a little bit from the postgame press conference as uh, Steve Kerr met with the media following this one. We talked pregame kind of about Clayland, the offense, come to him. Um, did you see that tonight in his game, kind of a more controlled approach? Yeah, much more patient early, um, and it, it paid off for him, um, paid off for our team, too. You know, um, seemed like every time Clay just made an extra pass, the ball started to move, and then we got a wide-open shot, and we ended up with 32 assists. So it started with early on Clay taking a more patient approach. I thought he was great. And then the game rewarded him. You know, he, he uh, made some big shots down the stretch, and uh, I, I just thought the quality of his attempts were uh, much better tonight. Steve, what do you think of the defense, particularly in the first and third quarters? Uh, defense was good other than the fouling. You know, we held them to a low percentage. We uh, Our, our uh, guys were active and getting into the ball and um, thought we we did a, a good job on Brunson. He's a, he's a handful, but we were able to, um, for the most part, stay in front of him. And, um, you know, the fouls kind of helped them get back in it. They shot 34 free throws, but um, all in all, it was a uh, it was a pretty good defensive effort. You have six players in double-digit scoring, three with 20 or more. After Steph has had a lot on his shoulder for for a collection of games, what was it like seeing more balance in the offense? I don't really look at the, the numbers a whole lot. I, I just look at whether the ball's moving and whether we're creating easy shots. And th- those things usually go hand-in-hand. When the ball moves and guys are being patient and looking for great shots, then you usually get multiple guys scoring well and uh, and the game is more balanced for for the group so it all starts with uh with the patience and and ball movement jermichael green had a rough night in phoenix on wednesday better tonight more efficient what was the difference every night's different in the nba that's uh you learn that pretty early on and you can't get too high or too low and jermichael's a proven vet so um you know, he was great the game before Phoenix. I forget who we played, but, uh, you know, he's settling in now to a, a good role. And uh, th- I think this is uh, the right role for him, you know, playing the backup five and then playing with Draymond. Um, Draymond found him several times um, with with great passes. So uh, Jamichael's in a in the right role now. Um, and, and I think he's got a, a comfort level that that's showing Steve, after the last game, you were saying that the team kind of lacked a commitment to each other and to the one common goal of winning. Um, do you think tonight was like a step in the right direction to For what sure. you guys want to be? For sure. Yeah. Much better approach, much better energy and, and, uh, spirit the group was connected. They, they stuck together when, when the Knicks made their run and, um, it's a really good effort. Now we just have to do that consistently. And, uh, I, I have no doubt that we will. Steve, you, you guys are a good free throw shooting team. Is this, uh, seeing 11 for 20, it just seems it's not what you usually do. I mean, a guy, even with Steph and Andrew missing even a couple, it makes it look maybe not like it usually does. So yeah, it's, it, it, happens. Some, it happens. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just one, one random game. So yep. no big deal. I think Steph, uh, he assisted the first five made shots for you guys. You guys had assists on your first 10 made shots. But how much does it help with him leaving the brigade on that, kind of opening the floodgates, looking for his teammates like that early on? Yeah, you could tell uh, Steph approached the game with a sense of of purpose, of um, 
you know, being a point guard and, and making sure the ball was moving and, and being distributed and making sure our offense was clicking. And then, you know, once, once we established that, then he started being more aggressive, but I thought Steph was, was brilliant tonight. Can't leave without a rotation question. So um, Anthony Lamb played in the second half. Seemed kind of, you know, you had Kaminga in the first half and no Kaminga in the second half, I guess. Just what kind of went into that decision. This is just where it is right now, and um, that could all change. But uh, Lamb has played very well for us, and uh, we just decided to cut the rotation back in the second half. Steve, you talked about how important it is on the, on the road to carry your defense with you. Um, where does it start? I mean, what are you going to be looking for when you guys hit the road uh, defensively from certain people? Uh, transition. I mean, literally, it starts, you know, as soon as the possession changes. And uh, our transition uh, defense has to improve and, you know, when we can get teams in the half court, I think we're we're pretty good or we can be pretty good. So that's uh, that's what we're looking for right away. We know Houston's going to be coming downhill at us and uh, got to be prepared for them. You mentioned Clay's passing early, kind of showing you his patience. Is there any pass in particular that sticks out in your mind that you're like, that's the right approach? I can't remember the exact sequence, but it, there was one early where he had a semi-open look and he, he just moved it on. And then there was kind of a tic-tac-toe play. And it, that's how the game is supposed to look, you know. And Clay is such a great shooter that he's constantly drawing closeouts and sometimes uh, two people running out at him. So if he just moves it, we automatically have a uh, an advantage. So um, either moving it or driving it and kicking it, either, either one, and, and then the ball tends to come back to him for a wide open look. All right, so Steve Kerr there addressing a lot following this Warriors win, 111-101 to 101 downstairs here inside Chase Center uh, on in the Bill King interview room as the Warriors improved to 7-9. and nine. John Dickinson with you here on Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game. Uh, a lot, starting with Clay Thompson and the patience and the extra pass, and, and you could tell Clay was a different guy in the way that he was trying to think through the game and – he still had that inkling to, to shoot it, but but he was just thinking about it a little bit more. It looked like he was also maybe getting a little bit more lift on his on his shot uh, as well tonight, which uh, saw a few more of those go down to the tune of of the eight of of sixteen. Uh, the defense, Steve Kerr mentioned that, other than the fouling, which we obviously had had talked about. Uh, six players in double figures are going to win a lot of games uh, for the Warriors uh, when you do that. And uh, I believe it was the first time this season, and I got to double check this, but I believe it was the first time this season that Steph, Clay, and Andrew Wiggins all had 20 or more in in the same game. Steph with 24, Clay with 20, Wiggins with 20 as well. Uh, talked about Jamichael Green's solid night, and look, he's going to have to play, as I mentioned, and, and the better energy and spirit that the Warriors played with uh, in, in this game had to have it. The, really, you, know, you left the arena in Phoenix the other night thinking that this team had some major issues. And I thought tonight was, it felt a little bit the way the game played out, like like the Warriors are at least hell-bent on trying to snap out of this thing now with, with maybe a, a more of a full-blown commitment than we've seen to this point this season. The true tell, though, is going to be Sunday because you're playing the Rockets, who were tied with the Pistons for the worst record in the NBA, and they are 
looking at it, one and four at home. So they've played a lot of road games, but they're one and four at home, three and thirteen overall, and they're a team that gives up 115 points per game, and they're the kind of team that the Warriors like that. That should be the first road win. Yeah, it probably should have been Charlotte and Detroit and Orlando before that. Uh, the three worst teams currently in the Eastern Conference. The Warriors lost to all three of them in in their respective buildings. But it's got to be an extension, and we've kind of gone back and forth each night on it looks like the Warriors are starting to play a little bit better. They had won three of four. Then the Phoenix game was a setback. Now they win tonight, and it's four of six. And regardless of opponent, you got to go make it stand up against Houston Get to eight and nine, and then you take your chances with the the Pelicans on the second of the back to back, and what I think is a sixth game in nine nights. So that's one that's going to be interesting to see if the Warriors do the do the rest thing or the developmental game like they did in New Orleans going back a couple of weeks ago at the end of that that long road trip where they they went zero and five. So that that remains to be seen if the Warriors are going to do that. We don't know, but but go get Houston. Figure out what you want to do in New Orleans, and then uh, what the Clippers and the Jazz are in this building surrounding the Thanksgiving holiday. That's going to be a lot of fun because the Clippers are the Clippers, and the Jazz are playing maybe better than anybody in the NBA uh, in the early part of the season. And then the Warriors will head to Minnesota and Dallas after that. So uh, it's not going to be getting any easier. A lot of really interesting games to focus on here between now and the end of this month, these final couple of weeks here surrounding the Thanksgiving holiday. All right, we'll pause here. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. More text messages, phone calls, Jamichael Green. We'll also hear from Clay Thompson as the Warriors. They beat the, the Knicks tonight 111-101, to 101, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Curry's got it, has Wiggins and Thompson, finds Clay in transition, another three, got it! 12-4 start for Golden State, and Clay Thompson already with eight points. And the same exact spot as the first three. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. 
John Dickinson back here inside Chase Center where the Warriors dispatch of the New York Knicks tonight. 111-101 the final. Clay Thompson, big part of that is he goes for 20 plus 18 for Clay Thompson. Much more conscientious approach to his game, shot selection and the like. But he did get off to a hot start and I think maybe knocking down a couple of those first handful of shots relaxed him a little bit but you could just you could see him thinking I'm going to try to make the extra pass I'm going to try to dribble around as Steve Kerr alluded to somebody that's closing out on the shot and keep it moving and the Warriors were just swinging the ball everywhere drive and kick drive and kick drive and kick and on a couple of those where Clay gave it up he ended up getting it back and knocking down a three uh, similar to uh, the play that we hear from Tim and Tom coming back from the break here on, on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here. Final few minutes of Warriors wrap-up uh, on 95.7 The Game. Mentioned this in the first segment, so let's go ahead and play it right now. Uh, a quick couple of minutes from Jamichael Green's post-game press conference here inside Chase Center where he said, I think maybe the quote of the night and uh, you'll hear it, and then we'll we'll discuss it here on 95.7 The Game. J. Mike, Steve Kerr explained that he didn't have you in the right role at first. Really, you should have been like a backup five for this kind of system. How has playing in that spot sort of helped you open up your game lately? It's kind of got me in more action. You know, setting screens and rolling. So uh, after that, just got to make the right play, make the right reads, either lay it up or find the open man. So I'm starting to get more comfortable at that position. Now that you got, like, 16 games under your belt in a Warriors uniform. What's kind of been the toughest adjustment to make playing in this system? Every game is not the same. You know, every night is something different. So, like, just got to stay with it. You know, some nights be tough, missing shots. Uh, I feel like tonight, as a team, we played great defense. You know, we made the right reads, um, played together offensively. I feel like this is, like, the first game we really put together on both ends of the floor. As a veteran, you know what it's like going on the road, trying to win games. You guys haven't done it yet. What do you, What's your take on why you guys have not been good on the road? Not sure. You know, we're not putting together stops. I feel like on the road, we're more worried about offense than defense. But uh, had a great team meeting this morning. I think we ad- addressed a lot of things that needed to be addressed, and I think we're starting to get it together. And what did you like about that first quarter defense, at, you know, at the top? No, it was great. Normally, we probably we giving up around like 30 points in the um, first quarter. So, like, tonight is a great first quarter. What was helpful about the meeting? You know, you mentioned this morning. like We addressed the elephants in the room. You know, we had that hard conversation that a lot of people don't want to have. But, you know, um, we had that conversation. It was much needed. And I think it got people more focused and locked in into what we had to do as a team. Going back to that meeting, Steve Kerr said after the last game that he just kind of felt like there wasn't a commitment to the team and that everyone was kind of focusing on their different roles. Is that kind of what was addressed? Uh, a lot of things were addressed, you know, um, certain ways we playing. Uh, we had to get more connected as a team offensively, moving the ball more, taking uh, easy shots instead of forcing shots. And the main thing was just playing defense. You know, um, the offense will come. We know play going He's going to get it together. You know, um, you just got to stay with on the defense end. Do you feel like tonight was like a step in the right direction or like at least laying the foundation? For oh, most definitely. I feel like tonight was the best game we put together on the defense end. Uh, we got stops. You know, uh, everybody was on the stream together. We had some times where we uh, was lackadaisical, but we uh, ended up getting it back and got stops and won the game. There was kind of the play that seemed to uh, 
seal the win in some ways where you hit the extra pass to clay for the three considering all that kind of led up to the game how good did that particular possession feel man it felt great you know um i think they was making a little run and almost brought it back to like 10 points so i think it was 10 i think clay hit the three went up 13 but it was a big shot it was also kind of i get probably the type of play that you guys are looking for right it was mm. ping ping extra pass yeah um steve he always talking about 0.5 so uh mentality i think we had that you know, always good to great as you've gotten to know clay thompson better what kind of person and player is he how do you describe him um uh, slay back like me kind of to himself but he's a competitor like uh coming here i think the um the Suns game man that turned me up seeing him him and book getting into it i love that so uh, he's a great competitor. He's going to go out there and compete, and he's going to fight. Yeah, you know Clay Thompson's going to compete, and Clay Thompson's going to fight. I thought tonight Clay Thompson played uh, a smarter game, and that's what the Warriors needed him to do. And I, I would have to think that that was part of the elephants in the room that were addressed with, with this Warriors group. I, I got to think there was something to – Defensive intensity being a big part of it and looking to get back to ball movement, but also it, it's a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the things that we talked about on 95-7 the game and you know on, on the pre and post game shows and, and everything, I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of that stuff needed to get addressed. It, it felt like, and I mentioned this earlier, the way they lost in Phoenix the other night and just the vibe surrounding the team like it was almost a, it was a it was a pivot point to where things could either go down a really bad road for, from that point because everybody was so visibly frustrated and just kind of spent and over it to where if that didn't get channeled in the proper direction quickly talked about it with Steiny again on the Warriors weekly podcast if it didn't get channeled quickly it could send this whole season careening down down the mountain uh, let's hear a little bit from Clay Thompson before we call it a night. And Clay, pretty short, over under on Clay Thompson's post game press conferences, typically in the two two and a half minute range. And this is no short of that. Uh, but Clay addressed his game and also spoke a little bit about more details on this meeting. So here's Captain Clay. Steve said he thought you. Took kind of actively took a more patient approach to the game tonight. I mean, how conscious, I guess, was that decision? Um, yeah, I thought about that a lot. You know, I watched a lot of film, and you know, sometimes, yeah, I mean, me and Draymond had a great conversation this morning. He's just told me to be patient and trust the team, and thought I exemplified that tonight. You say you just watched film on the Phoenix game, or and I guess what did every you single game I play, what did you see that I guess? you felt like you really needed to correct got great looks early but might have rushed a few rather than swinging the ball and getting a really easy one not cutting with enough force and i thought uh tonight i did that better just cutting off the ball and being patient and when you make the easy ones early the hard ones go in later jim michael said you guys had a great team meeting this morning just want to know your thoughts on that and if that conversation with draymond was kind of part of that meeting as well very constructive meeting and uh draymond definitely held the floor and he's such a great motivator so we all responded very well and just looking forward to keep starting a new win streak how important are those kind of team player only meetings you know or this early on to try to find your guys rhythm and get going like you guys did tonight um 
they can be very useful. And we thought that this morning was a, an incredible time of growth for the whole team. And um, some early season adversity is uh, right in front of us. And what's most important about that is how we respond. And I thought we responded very well tonight. And we played that Warriors brand of basketball that has made us the best team of the decade. How good in particular did that possession late feel where it was kind of like swing, swing, Jermichael hits you on the wing and it kind of felt like maybe the dagger. That felt awesome, especially when you swish the ball. That's the best feeling as a shooter is tickling the twine like that. And it just felt incredible to have an efficient night from the field. And it's definitely going to be something for me to build on. Steve, after the game on Wednesday, said that he just felt like there was a lack of commitment to the team and everything. And I'm just curious if you feel like this was a step in the right direction to kind of getting you guys all back on the page and for one common goal. Yeah, it was definitely a big step in the right direction. And the common goal is uh, defending our title. So one foot in front of the other. So there it is, defending the title, the common goal. And, and Clay Thompson, as we alluded to, uh, saying that Draymond held the floor and is a great motivator. So so Draymond back apparently now after the hiatus from the incident with Jordan Poole where he punched him and things had been a little weird and a little icy and whatever. It, it sounds as if this was maybe the first opportunity for Draymond to attempt to reassert himself as a leader on this basketball team again. And again, I, we're just getting the details, a little bit of what Michael Green said about this this team meeting that went down today, and Clay Thompson speaking to a little bit more detail as far as the meeting that, that went down today. I think it's going to be interesting to see if maybe there's a little bit more reporting that comes out within the next couple of days about some of the things that were addressed because the Warriors were absolutely a team that appeared to be in need of of a team meeting, uh, given the way that, that things ended in, in Phoenix and just how ugly that loss was. And it, it really, for the first time this year, made me think, you know, maybe this team doesn't have enough as it's currently constituted to complete that goal that Clay Thompson was talking about, which is to defend the title. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight, uh, as I will be back tomorrow and, of course, Sunday right here on 95.7 The Game. But to keep it locked in on 95.7 The Game, myself and Whitey Gleason, we're back, Warriors, this week from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. Uh, tomorrow right here on 95.7 The Game. So we'll have that for you for three hours, and then uh, I'll be back with you 3 o'clock for Warriors Live on Sunday as the Warriors and the Houston Rockets play in Houston. Again, 3 o'clock for Warriors Live We'll get you closer to tip-off, and then the Warriors and the Rockets, first of just a two-game trip, back-to-back, Houston, New Orleans, and then right back to the Bay for a couple of games surrounding the Thanksgiving holiday. So thanks to Sterling Bennett. Quick turnaround for him. He'll be back in studio tomorrow with us on on Warriors this week. Uh, everybody else in our San Francisco studios, uh, thanks to one and all. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. Warriors tonight beat the Knicks 111-101, to 101, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 